Hello guys, today I'm going to read Jay Gresham Machen Machen Valiant for the Truth Jay Gresham Machen 1881-1937 A great battle raged in the early decades of the 20th century in the churches of the United States. Theological liberals were those who denied many of the truths in the Bible, such as miracles and resurrection of Christ. They spread their influence by having taken over more and more seminaries and pulpits. Opposing them were those who held to the infallibility of scripture and the historic truths of Christianity. Princeton Seminary was the best-known seminary of the Presbyterian Church in the United States and America, of America and had stood for the Bible Christianity when many biblical Christianity when many seminaries throughout America embraced liberalism. Princeton professors were among the strongest defenders of traditional Christian faith. Most notable in this group was G. Gresham Machen. Through by the 1920s, most denominations had embraced theological liberalism and Presbyterian Church in the USA led by men in Princeton, had resisted it. Then, on Sunday, May, 20, May 22, 1922, Harry Fosdick took, stood in the pulpit of the First Presbyterian Church of New York and preached a sermon called, Shall the F- Fundaments Win? Fundamentalists. Fundamentalists Win? Fostick called it deplorable that the fundamentalists demanded that all churchmen must hold to the historic doctrines of Christianity. Our modern minds cannot use many of the Bible's teachings about Jesus, he said. Christianity must be changed to fit into the modern scientific age. The sermon was read widely throughout the country. Machen rose to defend the Christian faith, traveling away from home nearly every weekend to speak at the Bible conferences, lecture at colleges, or preach in the churches, warning Christians against drifting away from scripture. He wrote a book called Christianity and Liberalism, in which he showed that liberalism is not Christian at all, but a separate religion altogether. Machen pointed out that Christianity had always been centered on Christ's work on the cross. Believers are saved from their sins because Christ paid the penalty for those sins on the cross. But liberals cared very little about sin and viewed Christianity as a set of ideas to live by. Machen said, Christianity depends not on a set of ideas, but upon an event, a life, death, and resurrection of Christ. Machen's strong argument in Christianity and liberalism 
Open the eyes, the eyes of many Christians in the true nature of liberalism and encourage them to stand up for the faith. But liberalism had already spread rapidly. Even the new president of Princeton wanted to change the seminary to make it more agreeable to the liberals. For several years, the president worked to convince the church leaders that Machen and the other professors were wrong and, Prince, and that Princeton would be better if it were more open to liberal views of the Bible. Step by step, efforts were made to weaken and biblical stand of the Presbyterian Church in Princeton Seminary. During that time, Machen made many enemies by insisting that the church hold fast to scripture and by speaking out against liberals. One Princeton Seminary professor called Machen unkind, suspicious, and bitter. Sharp personal attacks on his character became common. But Machen fought on boldly for the truth. The crisis came to the head of spring of 1929, where more than 800 ministers and elders gathered in St. Paul, Minnesota, for, annual, for the annual General Assembly of the Presbyterian Church of the United States of America. The assembly planned to vote on whether to allow Princeton Seminary to remain, as it had been for over 100 years, or to recognize, reorganize it in favor of the liberals. Machen asked the sufficient time to be given to the debate the issue before taking a vote, but only 25 minutes were allowed for discussion. Machen had five minutes to present his arguments. Standing before the assembly in a dark suit and tie, Machen, Machen with a somber face, spoke in a strong voice. We, Princeton Seminary, have been proclaiming an unpopular un gospel, he said, yet it is the gospel of which we are not ashamed. We have received our authority to preach this unpopular gospel, not from any wisdom or not from our own, but from the blessed pages of our God's word. But the world has been gradually drifting away from his gospel. Countless colleges and seminaries throughout the world which one stood from the gospel of the Bible do so no longer. Many are looking to Princeton Seminary for something to be said against modern unbelief in favor of the truthfulness of God's word. If you do destroy old Princeton today, there are many who will rejoice, for there are many who, do, who think the old gospel and the old book are out of date. But if there are many who will rejoice, there are also those who will grieve. Despite Machen's words, the assembly voted to change Princeton Seminary. The liberals had won even at Princeton. At the strong biblical teaching at Princeton soon faded away. 
Although not wanting to leave his beloved Princeton, Machen and three other professors resigned and started Westminster Seminary in Philadelphia, determined to make it faithful to the scripture and everything. A few years later, after a great dispute involving Machen across the Presbyterian Church, the board, of for, the board of Foreign Missions had sent out some missionaries who actually denied the fundamentals of the Christian church. One woman, a missionary to China, wasn't sure if Jesus ever lived at all. Preaching Christ, she said, is of no value. Machen and others complained on the board. We must return to the power of the word of God, Mason said. May God ri- raise up men and women who will, go for- who will go forth and not be ashamed to carry the gospel to the ends of the earth. Machen and his colleagues tried, colleagues tried to bring a vote to, general, to the General Assembly, which would require that all the missionaries hold to the truth of the Bible, but they were prevented from doing so. When the board of the foreign missions refused to preserve the true Christian message on the mission field, the number of elders and ministers organized the independent board of foreign missions with Machen as president. They sent out only Bible-believing Christians to tell the people of the word, word, only of the word about Jesus Christ. The General Assembly ordered Machen and others to abolish the independent board, Independent? independent board, warning them that if they did not do so, they would be considered lawbreakers and disloyal to the church. Machen wrote an 80-page reply to the General Assembly, clearly showing that the General Assembly order violated the constitution of the church. I cannot obey your order to end my connection with the Independent Board for Foreign Missions, Machen said, for the order is contrary to the gospel of Christ and would involve substitution and would involve substitution of a human authority for the authority of the word of God. Even though the Gresham Machen was the a godly minister and faithful to the Bible of the Constitution of the Presbyterian Church, he was brought to child trial before the, a church court. Newspapers around the country carried the story. The New York Times ran a front page story under the headline, Machen to be try, tried as a rebel. Machen based the whole defense on the fact that the General Assembly order was illegal. But the church court refused to let him speak of it in the trial. In effect, they forbade Machen to defend himself. On March 29, 1939, the church court declared him guilty and striped him of his ministerial credentials. 
the injustice against Mei-Chen outraged many. The newspaper editor wrote, The strangest of all church trials is that which has just convicted Professor Gresham Mason of the disobedience of the Presbyterian Church. He is a man of great obedience to the Presbyterian Church. He is a man of great scholarship and unquestioned devoutness for who for 20 years had has warned that the church was turning toward liberalism and away from the gospel of the Bible. No church in this day, the one minister said, can afford to b- lose believers in the bo- gospel like Russian nation. Together with a number of like-minded ministers in the church m- and church members, Machen formed a new denomination, the Orthodox Presbyterian Church, a denomination committed to proclaiming all the truths of the scripture. But Machen did not live long enough to help direct and build the new denomination. A few months after it was began, Machen traveled to North Dakota in dead of winter in a preaching tour where the temperature was 20 degrees below zero. Despite much pain and shortness of breath, he preached several times until he was rushed to the hospital with pneumonia. pneumonia. Doctors couldn't control the infection or fever of G. Gresham Machen died infection couldn't control the infection of the fever and J. J. Gresham Machen died at the age of 55. All among his last words were I'm so thankful for the active obedience of Christ. No hope without it. So that was Gresham Machen. Bye guys, see you later. See you later, see you later, see ya. See ya. Later, bye.